Welcome to PeopleTech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. I'm Mark Pfeffer. Verdi is a learning platform that emphasizes experiential learning. Its founder and CEO, Alex Young, has an interesting background. He's a trauma and orthopedic surgeon and also a gamer. Four years before starting Verdi, he founded Medical, an education company for healthcare. Alex is my guest today, and we're going to talk about how learning is evolving, what works and what might not, and Verdi's approach to it all on this edition of People Tech. Alex, welcome. You have an interesting path. Uh, you started as a surgeon, and now you're running a technology company. I wondered if you could just tell me about that. What, what was your thinking behind it, and how did you, how did you do it? Yeah, great question. So as you say, my background is originally in medicine. So I trained as an orthopedic surgeon. Um, but during my training, I've always been a bit of a geek, both in terms of being a geek for learning, uh, but also a geek for building companies. So I built a company that did in-person training for doctors and nurses. Uh, in fact, when I was at medical school in the United Kingdom, and then when I progressed onto my surgical training, I built a digital business that did something quite similar for doctors and nurses on a global scale. And um, I've always been very, very interested in how we can get the best out of our people in the healthcare setting. And we've seen this during the pandemic where doctors and nurses on the front line have put themselves at risk. They have worked diligently to help their patients, uh, you know, putting their own lives and the lives of their relatives at risk to help people. Um, but sometimes their training isn't as good as it could be. And uh, for me, my passion was always about building something that helped people in any sector, uh, in anywhere in the world, uh, to really get the best out of themselves. And the idea for Verti was specifically, how can we scale in-person training and particularly around soft skills training. So in medicine, I did a lot of communication skills training, uh, such as how to break bad news or how to, uh, what's called de-escalate an angry patient, an angry relative or an angry colleague. And those soft skills are some of the things that I was able to utilize as I moved into a business setting. And I think that's some of the most important things for anyone anywhere in the world to, to learn. And so that's really where the impetus for Verti came from. Um, and we've been very fortunate to train a lot of organizations, both in healthcare and outside. Can you tell me a bit more specifically about what Verti does? Yeah, so Verti is a, a digital cloud-based platform really that focuses around soft skills training for anyone in, in any kind of sector, really. So um, a lot of what we do is we use either video or um, AI-powered avatars for people to go through virtual conversations around a number of different topics that happen commonly in any workplace. So that may, might be something like how to close a sales deal. It might be how to give feedback to a colleague. It might be how to hire or fire someone. And a lot of those scenarios play out in such a way that you can educate and train people at scale on the best ways to do each of those things. Most importantly, uh, the system immerses people into these scenarios and the scenarios are accessible on mobile or desktop or in virtual reality headsets for that added piece of immersion. And then what our system does, it collects data on how people perform, specifically around their conversation choices, how they communicate, what they do. And that then informs the learner and it informs the organization as a whole, where there might be some um, 
sort of unidentified bias either in the learner as they you know hire people um, or just a communication deficit in terms of how people lead or how people communicate within the organization now there's obviously a, a lot of learning technology companies out there in the market right now so how do you see um, Verdi fitting in I mean what first of all what do you do that others don't do and you know, how should a chief learning officer look at Verdi as they're looking at their overall stack? So our, our real focus is on two points uh, in, a, in, an, in an employee's journey. So one is that first onboarding piece. So um, whenever a new employee starts in any company, you've got a certain amount of time to train them up and, and get them to value. And um, with our immersive technology, uh, again, because I'm a learning geek, we've done a lot of research into how the platform works. And we've got some case studies that show um, that people who utilize our platform retain information during their onboarding for longer, and you can actually reduce your onboarding. And, and if you think about things like sales training, we're getting people to value, within an organization is so important in terms of revenue. Um, that's really sort of one touch point that we go in. and again with our system one of the big differentiators is it's it's researched uh, proven uh, in that we've done some randomized control trials to show that it works um, but it also really focuses down on those soft skills based experiences um, and specifically immersing people in practical and repeatable uh, soft skills training at scale um, so we're really trying to digitize that role play the, the second point is then the upskilling and reskilling at the managerial level um, where we really focus on things like feedback uh, both behavioral feedback, good and bad feedback, uh, when that's delivered to, to employees at performance uh, reviews. And that really focuses managers around empowering their people, getting the best out of them, uh, reducing any communication complaints within organizations, uh, and really ensuring that any employee uh, in any organization has the best skills uh, to help them uh, perform at their best within the workforce. So I think, you know, three things kind of differentiate our platform from everything that's out there. One is the research and evidence behind it. Uh, two uh, is the, the actual soft skills content and the ability for people to practice that in a very realistic environment. Um, and then the third piece is we collect a lot of data for how people perform in those environments um, and our, our sort of organizations are able to make things bespoke for their organization so they can configure all of these scenarios, all of the avatars, all of the video-based training to their own organization without the need to, to come back to us if they don't want to. Faith in the news media has been challenged, making it even harder to get stories told. The Friday Reporter podcast was created to help audiences better understand the media by hosting journalists who will answer the questions to which we need answers. Join me every Friday to hear more. Now, you know, there's so many um, companies out there in the HCM tech space who they're constantly gathering data and then they're sort of using it either to inform their products or um, some are even selling it back to the market. Are you doing anything like that with, with your data? Um, you know, are, are you, how are you using your data besides just, you know, looking at it? It's a great question, and it's actually one of the you know the key reasons I founded the company and, and left my job in in medicine, which I absolutely loved. And that was there's no real way to understand what good communication skills or good soft skills look like from data, because the gold standard of how soft skills is taught is using role plays and 
when that is delivered, it's very, very variable. Um, if people are assessing it or noting down people's communication skills, there's an element of bias in whoever is uh, sort of administering the the scoring for that if it's an observer or a teacher or trainer and so one of the really cool things about 30 is we collect a lot of this information digitally and then we can compare peers within the same organization and see who a top performer is in terms of communication but we can also compare on a much more macro global scale and look at how communication skills are delivered and then we're planning to feed that back to the market to educate people through our annual insight surveys now, I'd like to take a step back um, for a moment and, and look at the overall learning landscape, you know, today, uh, not, not just Verdi, but everybody. And I'm curious about what your view of learning right now is. How important is it to employers and how important is it to employees? I think it's a fantastic question. And I think there are elements where we've seen during the pandemic, learning has become the, you know, the number one focus for many organizations uh, in terms of upskilling their remote workforce, in terms of empowering their people, and in terms of increasing adoption rates. However, in other areas, it's still lagging behind some other elements of, of businesses where you know, focus is put into things like um, you know, revenue generation or technology and automation. And I think for me personally, having left a big organization, uh, the UK's NHS, which is one of the biggest employers of humans on the planet, really actually upskilling and empowering your people is, is absolutely vital. And for me personally, I, uh, you know, I'm wearing my Fitbit uh, all the time. I am uh, always going out and finding more ways to learn as an individual. And, you know, as we're getting more and more younger people into our workforce, they're looking at the same thing that their, their value really is what can we learn how can we train how can we better ourselves and i think you know if organizations don't look at that future of the workforce and don't cater to their needs that they're going to really come up short um in this you know very remote environment we're running into so i think you know to summarize some organizations are doing a fantastic job and are adopting new technologies and empowering their people um you know others are still lagging behind a little bit but that's okay um because you know they'll see some of the case studies coming out and they'll listen to their workforce and I'm, I'm sure we'll adopt things in time. Now, obviously the technology's becoming uh, more complex, more powerful. And, you know, when you, when you talk to people about that, they say that's going to be great for learning. It's going to improve learning. And, and all. I'd like to get a little bit more specific. This, this, this more complex, more powerful technology. What's it mean for learning for both learners and both the employers? I think, you know, Verti itself started off with a real focus, not necessarily on the technology, but on how we could solve the problem of improving organizational, emotional quotient, EQ or empathy uh, through better soft skills training. And when we were looking at how to kind of digitize what is essentially role play or, or on the job, what we call experiential learning, which is where a lot of that, that, learning actually comes from we opted for uh, one technology which is virtual reality because it could put people into these uh, you know very immersive realistic situations and, and have that emotional impact that, that soft skills often uh, you know drive when people observe them or practice them in person um, what we have seen in terms of technology adoption is that you know technology 
whether it's actually a mobile device, whether it's a new computer system, it's got to be equal. It's got to have organizational uh, security uh, in order for people to adopt it. And I think um, often when we see these sort of hype cycles, whether it's blockchain, whether it's virtual reality, uh, you know, whether it's mobile devices, you know, back in the day, you've got to cater to the needs of the organization. You've got to make sure that things are easy to implement both from the organization's point of view in terms of security, um, in terms of onboarding people, how to use that technology in terms of hardware in the case of things like virtual reality headsets being rolled out, uh, but also just for, for the actual learners. I mean, again, I go back to my time working in a large organization where I had about 10 different passwords, I think at one point before uh, password managers were brought in. And even just simple things like that where new technologies are integrating into existing LMSs or, um, experience management systems it is absolutely vital and i think you know what we do uh, that, that we found works well is really giving our our organizations our customers the choice of how they want to deploy things so we don't force people to use just virtual reality headsets if they want to use desktop or mobile devices first because that's an easier rollout that's absolutely fine and, and again we really focus down on the learning outcomes and actually the behavior change and the organizational goals over pushing a particular type of technology, which I think is, uh, you know, certainly been been one of our focuses, and, and we've benefited from. Is this all a good thing? I mean, the, the increasing use of technology. I think there's, in some industries, they try to essentially hide behind the technology. You know, save save money by eliminating people. Um, other others try to really add value. Where's the whole learning world fit into that? Yeah, I, th I think another fantastic question. I think I, I always sort of look back to my time doing something like surgery, where it's a mix of very technical skills, soft skills, um, and, and very sort of high pressure environments, which is analogous to, to really kind of any high pressure setting, whether it's sales or, or anything. Um, for me, it's always got to go back to, um, you know, what is the actual needs of the organization? What is the needs of the learner? over pushing a certain type of technology in front of people. Um, something like surgery, something like sales, you're, there's always going to be on the job learning. There's always gonna be elements of in-person coaching, uh, doing sort of self-reflection. And people want lots of different ways to learn, whether it's reading a book, whether it's putting on a virtual reality headset, whether it's learning in person. The learner's journey goes through all of those stages to, to sort of master something. And I think, with technologies like virtual reality what it allows for is to get more reps in to get to that mastery level so uh, for me when i was training as a surgeon uh, just like i practice my soft skills every day just like i practice my coaching skills every day in work it's all about re repetition and reflection and if you can digitize some of that and speed up that learning cycle and reduce that forgetting curve that's where i think technology fits i think if people start talking about technology replacing things like in-person training, that's when you need to start to run for the hills. Over the next two or three years, what are the technical changes coming that really get you excited? Well, I think I'm, I'm a little bit biased, but uh, obviously as a sort of the owner of a, a VR and immersive technology company, we're seeing a lot of buzz around the metaverse, a lot of investment in it from things like Microsoft, from uh, Facebook, where they've changed the name of Facebook to Meta. I think these shared virtual environments, um, which we jumped on about three years ago as an early adopter in terms of um, a training provider adopting those solutions, then are really coming to the forefront of people's minds. And it's going to be very, very exciting as 
um, both the providers of the hardware as well as organizations, uh, you know, begin to adopt them at scale. So, so I think that in the near term is one thing that really, really excites me. I think the other thing in terms of technology that really excites me is actually, it's a little bit boring, but it's 5G. Uh, so I think actually just the communication infrastructure um, is going to make a huge difference in terms of uh, technology adoption at scale. You know, if you think of how even you know we access emails outside of work if you don't have a good wi-fi connection or you don't have good internet uh, it's incredibly slow it reduces the user and the learner experience um, and it reduces any sort of data plays that that you know organizations are making and i think that ability uh, to have a very very sort of fast bandwidth wherever you are in the world all plays into you know the the current work landscape which is very remote and allowing people to kind of work from anywhere and learn on the job. Um, and, and I think that's going to really sort of revolutionize infrastructure in organizations and help them to adopt more technology at scale. Alex, thanks very much for taking the time to talk today. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. My guest today has been Alex Young, the founder and CEO of Verdi. And this has been People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. We're a publication of Recruiting Daily. We're also a part of Evergreen Podcasts. To see all of their programs, visit www.evergreenpodcasts.com. And to keep up with HR technology, visit the HCM Technology Report every day. We're the most trusted source of news in the HR tech industry. Find us at www.hcm technologyreport.com. I'm Mark Pfeffer. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We, we out. The world's best known investor and Wall Street expert Warren Buffett once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel.